Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Thousands of people who received a state wage subsidy during the pandemic and are still receiving it more and more. And by the way, we'll have another few thousand probably adding to it over the next coming weeks in relation to construction. And in relation to construction, by the way, one other thing I wanted to point out. Why are social houses more important than private houses? Why is there an exemption for social housing, but not an exemption for building private houses? That's going to cause a huge problem. Anyway, but anyway, I mean, I, I just I just don't get the logic of that. But anyway, that's beside the point. So we'll have more people from construction now get the PUP payment of 350 or two, whatever it is, uh, 206 euro. And some employees could be hit with more than a 1,000 euro tax bill. Um, I'm, I know people are already in great financial distress this year. When the government introduced the scheme back in March last year, they didn't allow for these subsidies to be taxed at source. And of course, it's gone on a lot longer than they said it would. Now, I do remember revenue saying back... I think in around July or so, they made a statement that, oh, look, we're not going to just land you with a big bill. You know, you'll have time to pay it. We'll do it over a few years and it won't be too hard. Well, they didn't imagine it was going to go on till now. Here we are nearly a year later and people are still on PUP payments. So to get a bit more information, if you were on a PUP payment, I think this is really important that you listen to this. Uh, Owen McGee, who's a financial expert and Owen has been on TV and all sorts of things. And he knows the answers to all these questions because if he doesn't, I don't know the answers. Good afternoon to you, Owen. Hiya, how are you doing? Uh, Owen, you know, we thought initially two weeks, then it was a couple of months. Now we're nearly a year down the road and people are still on PUP payments. No tax yep. is being paid on that money. We were, and we spoke to you before, so we drew attention to this before. And you yep. did tell us the last time you were on, which was probably about six months ago, to you know throw 50 quid aside a week. People yep. really, I mean, look, if you're stra- strapped for cash, you're not going to be throwing 50 quid aside a week. So what's going to happen? Well, the first thing to realise is this is taxable. And the money is taxable, but not everyone will have to pay tax on it because you may, our, our tax system works in such a way that, and look, now people are going to text in afterwards and say, own figures aren't exactly correct. Let's just try and keep this simple, right? If you earn about 15, 16 grand a year altogether, you, you, uh, you have enough tax credits there that mean you don't fall into the tax bracket. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, if you were if you were on three fifty a week, if you were on pup for the entire year, let's say you couldn't have been on the pup for the entire year last year, but let's say you were working and you happened to be earning three fifty a week, and then you went on pup and you stayed on three fifty a week. Let's just keep it really simple. You would have earned eighteen grand last year altogether. Okay. Yeah. So there's only about two thousand euros of that is taxable. Let's just again keep the math simple. That's about twenty percent of that is four hundred quid for the year. That's how much you owe. And revenue have very very clear. But that's said. yeah. But that's not the case because most people own would have been on pup, gone off pup and gone back to work, been on pup, gone off pup and gone back to work because businesses yep. were opening and closing. So yep. most people have earned a bit of money and a pup on top of it. And, and can I mention, by the way, it's not just the PUP payment. It's anybody who right. is yep. getting a subsidy. You know, their employer will be claiming a subsidy for them. Yep. Uh, so you, you might you might not even know it when you're looking at your payslip. You've got to look carefully at your payslip. So your employer might be claiming a state subsidy uh, to pay staff. So that's yes. taxable as well. And, and your employer is not paying that tax at the moment. You're going to have to pay that. No, well, just be careful about that. Well, now, in lockdown one, when the wage subsidy was introduced, the temporary wage, so the TWSS was introduced, it wasn't taxable. In the second one, it became EWSS. It was a slightly okay, different Okay, so when, when was that? And July the 1st, wasn't that it? That was around September. I oh, was it? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so oh, that's right. Yeah, wage, yes, it was yeah, September. Yeah. You're right. So, so September, it, they, they then started taxing at that stage. So it's only your wage subsidy in the first lockdown, let's call it, as opposed to the second lockdown that really got, got you caught out with the tax. 
Okay, but, 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 yeah, but the PUP is for the whole year. Okay, so, yeah, so okay, so how do I go about, if I've been on a PUP payment and I don't have any money put by because I've got a family, I've got a wife, I've got a mortgage, I've got kids, and I just couldn't put 50 quid aside out of me, 350 euro. What am I going to do? They're, they're going to land me with a bill. So what do I say to them when they say, listen, lad, you, you know, you owe us, you know, a grand or you owe us a 1,500 yep. quid. What am I going to say? Okay, well, the first thing to realise is revenue have said they are not going to put anybody in financial hardship to pay this money back. People are going to find out next week on the 15th of January. They'll be able to find out exactly how much they owe for last year. And when you know what your figure is, your one option is, if you did, were able to listen to me last year, and you put away too much gas. Like I, people last year when I was saying, put away X amount of money if you're on this much money. Put it, That's far too much. I can't afford that. I bet you if they did it, they're not giving out about me now. They're saying, that McGee fella told me to put that much. And I've loads of money now to pay the tax ban because I was over-egging it completely. But yeah. the first option is, is you write a check and you give it to revenue. You, pay, you don't even write a check. You do it online. You make a payment online. You write and it's checks gone, nowadays. And it's, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you go online, you make the payment and it's gone and it's dealt with and sorted out. So that's option one if you can do it. Option two is, is you do nothing for 12 months. Revenue have said they're not coming knocking on the door right now. The earliest they're going to come looking, looking for it is next January. So you can save up and give it to them then if you want to. You know how much it is now. You can save up. Or else what you can do is you can actually adjust your tax credits for the next four years. So if you owe them a thousand euros a year, what will happen is, is for the four years following, you'll pay 250 euros a year extra tax, if you want to call it, or the tax you never paid. Your tax credits will be adjusted. It'll just come out of your pay slip and they'll take the money back that way. It's right. actually quite simple. So you and think people, revenue are going to be very cooperative with people? If that, is that what you're saying? I don't think. They have come out with it. This yeah. is what's happened. And, and the minister is very clear. Um, Pascal Dunne, who has been very clear, he's done worked examples. This is how... Now, of course, like I know you pulled me up there with your 350 a week at 18 grand, and his figure works out to be about two quid a week, if that's where you're at, if you're on 350 a week. About two quid a week is what it's going to work out to be. But like, even if you if you're a thousand euros of a bill, we're still only talking two fifty a year, two fifty for the year. What's that? A fiver a week? Am I right there? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's roughly a fiver a week is what you're paying back on that. Yeah, it would be better if we if if you had the money and you could pay it off in full. When you think but under the circumstances on the government, because initially we thought this was at the most a couple of months. When you think under the circumstances, because it's only three fifty, people are used to for people who are used to earning six or seven hundred quid. And it's not their fault COVID came along. Under the circumstances, the government would just pull the plug on this and just say, listen, there's no, we're, we're going to waive this. There's no tax owed on this. Okay, but imagine how unfair that is. Imagine, right, just take, take this example. Now, completely plutonic, right? Let's not go, not go any funny places here. Niall, you and I share a house. You have one bedroom, I have one bedroom, right? And I work in a job that last March or April turned around to me and says, oh, we're closing down, you're going on to pop. Right? And you work in it, we're both on 350 a week. Let's just keep it simple. Okay. You're on 350 a week, and I earn 350 a week. My job gets shut down. So the next morning, your job doesn't get shut down. So you're going to work, right? And you're earning your 350 a week. The next morning, I'm turning over in the bed because I couldn't sleep the night before because I don't know where my next pay packet's coming from. I'm worried. I'm scared, right? But the next morning, I hear you getting up at six o'clock in the morning. I hear you going out to work. I hear you working all day. I turn over and go back to sleep because I haven't slept the night before, right? Now, what You were up watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, you went, you went to work. You yeah. earned your 350. You yeah. paid tax. I stayed at home. I didn't pay tax and I got my 350. Yeah, but you give me a, you're giving me a moral money. argument here. I'm just yeah. being sensible. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, 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 get, no, I get what you're saying. But I mean, if that was the case, we could turn around and say there's a lot of people in this country earn about 203 or 205 pound uh, a week. Uh, there's a lot of people get it from the state because of social welfare. The dole. We've never taxed the dole. So, you no. know, that, I don't know if you have to go with a moral actually, argument. 
No, but hold on a second. Actually, there's lots of things that people don't realise are taxable, but they just don't fall into the tax bracket. Like, most people don't realise that maternity benefit is taxable. So if, if you take time off to mind your kids and you've just had a baby, that's actually taxable. Well, I suppose, yes, it's all classed as income, isn't it? It's all classed yeah, as income. So, so once, income, yeah, of course, if you're getting the dough for, yeah, for yeah, three months and you're worth the other eight or nine months, well, then you have to pay tax on it, obviously. Yeah, yes. I get so you. It's a lot of social welfare benefits, most of them, in fact, are taxable. You just don't earn enough if you're on the long term to have to pay tax on them because your tax credits kick in, which was the first comment we were talking about, which is 15, 16 grand a year before you start going into the tax net. Okay, so well, well, there's a question here, if you own. Somebody says, yeah. uh, by the way, you're welcome to send in your questions from there if you want to. Uh, I didn't think we were going to go down this route. Ask him what happens uh, when you're working and getting COVID as your employer's sales were down and he had you on COVID payment. He also only topped up your wages to match what you would have taken home after your taxes were deducted. So technically, I paid my tax, but it doesn't show in my pay slip. I still came home with the same amount of money as before. Is that complicated? Yeah, no, no, it's not actually complicated. So what happened was, is typically it was 70%. So what happened was, when the scheme was introduced, an employer was given the option. You paid them the 70%. Revenue gave the employer the full 70%. You paid to them. There was no tax book tax due on it. And if you want to, the employer can top it up by 30% mm. to, to make sure you're on full wages. Now, those people saw themselves get a pay rise because... 70% of their income now was not being taxed at source, so therefore they got a pay rise. What some employers ended up doing was they said, you know what, I'm not giving the 30% top-up. I'm just going to make sure that the people have the same take-home pay. Now, I actually think it was a little bit of naivety from, from the employers because they said, oh, if you're, oh, if you're used I to... I get you. I see, I see what the employer has done here. So the employer should have yeah. technically be given... They should have actually got the rise. They should yeah. have got more to allow for the tax they would have had to pay on the 70%. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Now, we're actually talking... So then, is your, well, then, could you just turn around? Now, I know it's probably not going to be a huge amount of money, but let's say it was 400 quid. Could you not turn around to your employer and say, listen, I don't know that. You did because you should have paid me the extra 400 anyway. No, no let's be very clear. The employer definitely doesn't owe us. The, pl- the employer gave you a pay cut during that time. That's what happened, a 30% pay cut in that, during but that a, time. But that an employer legally is not entitled to give you a pay cut uh, unless you agree to it. Uh, and, under, and they must give it to everybody, obviously, as well. Well, this, this, this is an interesting one because under the scheme, revenue were very clear in saying you do not have to top up by the 30%. We would hope that you would as employers, but you do not have to do it. Remember, this was introduced okay, at a time you, where you. we were expecting hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, and, hundreds, and lots of people did lose their jobs. But this was about trying to keep employers in business so that when this was all over, we would have employers to go back to. That was the point of it. I actually thought that that person was going to go somewhere else. So I'm going to touch off the point. I thought they were going to say something along the line of sales didn't go down and they didn't need it. One of the things that my employer never should have signed up to it, I have this tax bill because yeah, I, I accept it's taxable, but my employer never needed the scheme in the first place. The reality is, is that it was a very much open door. We're not going to ask you to prove a single thing from revenue. Um, if you think you need it, you tell us you need it, we'll give it to you. We'll ask you to prove it later. Their audits have started. And I, I, I'm now. looking here, Oh, by the way, the amount of people sending questions, and, and this seems to be a very common question. Again, another person says, my employer got a subsidy for me for three fifty a week. He topped up my wages to seven thirty a week, uh, which is what uh, I always took home after tax on my salary. I worked the same hours doing the same job. Do I now have to pay tax on the three fifty subsidy he received? Uh, he... Uh, how does this make any sense? I more or less take, took a pay cut, but no choice. But I think Owen has clarified that. Yes, you did take a pay cut, but no yep. choice. That's essentially yep. what has happened. And there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. 
Somebody says, why should I pay tax on a PUP payment uh, when the government told me to work or told me not to work? Well, <laughs> there's an argument around that, all right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Mean, uh, I, I can see where that person's coming from, but you know what? It was in the interest of public health and the government, I suppose, told you not to work, but instead of giving you the 203 that social welfare does, they said, look, there's a whole pile of people who just, we, we, we accept they're making Yeah, I, I, but I, see, I disagree with you because I think the rules are out the window when it comes to PUP anyway. But anyway, uh, would there be a rough estimate of how much I would owe if I was on PUP payment uh, from the end of April to July? So what's that? We're talking about 12, 12 weeks, but I would always, it depends on how it much, depends on much you earn otherwise, yes. That, but I would have always said the best thing to do is take a third of the payment. Whatever a third of the payment was that you were getting, if you could put that aside, you will more than... It wouldn't it. really be that much, but, but realistically... No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't re- really be that so much. For most you know people, what? it's about 50 quid on the 350, isn't it? Yeah, that wouldn't be far off, I would say. And, I, and, and to be honest with you, you have four years to pay this thing back. Like, it's not going to put you under serious pressure. But, so any money, any money you can put aside to cover it is better than nothing. Oh, yeah. The other thing to say to you is, is that some people are being very smart. When you pay it back over the four years, when you're, it, there's no interest being charged by revenue on us. You're not being penalised on us. Yeah. So there is an argument there. To, like, they are being, to be fair, they want their tax but they're being very fair about how they're collecting. Under the circumstances, okay. Yeah. Uh, can you please ask him what tax is payable on the two pay rises that the government ministers gave themselves in 2020 <laughs> during the so-called height of the so-called pandemic? All right, 53% well, that's... <laughs> of it goes off to the tax man. That's yeah. where that fuck disappears because they're on big enough books to be able to pay 53% on that pay rise. Oh, the other person texted back in and said his sales didn't go down at all. Okay. Uh, that was the first one that I asked you. Question yeah. for Niall. About, uh, what about someone who went back to work and never signed off the PUP? Well, that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they shouldn't. Have. In fairness, it's illegal, but a lot of people did it by mistake. They didn't realise that it was just going to stop automatically. One day thought, oh, sure, I've got to pay. Will they get caught? Will they get caught? So let's say, I, let's say I work in a retail shop, right? Or a pub pub or something yep. right and I signed off I didn't sign off PUP the pub was only open for bloody three or four weeks and then they closed again right and for those three weeks I got the PUP payment and I probably shouldn't have got it because I was back in work and I was earning you know 250 300 quid a week part time as a barman or whatever it was are the revenue going to come looking for their, their 350 for the three weeks back off me and should, well, I, should I fess up or should I just say feck all of course I'm going to tell you to fess up like what else am I going to say I'm on radio like of course <laughs> but, but, but will I be caught is the point yeah, will but, I be caught the, the reality is the first thing that's going to happen is that they're going to look at your total income versus your total um, tax paid and they're going to calculate and you're going to pay tax on that anyway and the fact that you worked those few weeks like you shouldn't have done it Niall like, I'm not saying you did it right but it, it, that hypothetical person shouldn't have done that and to be fair to the people who absolutely absolutely need PUP you were really robbing it out of their pocket because we are borrowing money left, right and centre in this country. I'm talking about the government to pay these payments. We don't have a pot, a war chest here to pay for a pandemic. So we've had to borrow this money and it can only go so far. So if you're not entitled to something, just don't take it. If you did take it by mistake, give it back. Like, let's be fair, we're, we're all supposed to be in this together. Okay, so he says, if I'm a frontline HSE employee who has continued to work throughout, uh, throughout will we be subject to these taxes? Thanks, Dan. Well, I, that's a bit of a vague question because I don't know if you were on some sort of state payment while you were... 
full time working as a front line HEC employee. So I, no, full time HEC employee shouldn't have been in any position where they were receiving money that wasn't taxable. Unless, unless you're a student, well, they weren't paying yeah. the students at the start. Sure, they weren't. No. Yeah, and and the students. Let's be fair. The students probably aren't making enough to be able to have to pay tax anyway. Ma- that's, maybe that's I'm problem. surmising that maybe the person was working in retail and maybe a second year student or a student nurse yeah. or something like that, and they might have been on a PUP payment. Well, I, maybe I, I don't know. Hello, yeah. Niall. Go back to your original text there, Niall. Um, if, the, if the employer didn't drop their weight, if their turnover didn't drop their 25%, they will get caught out on the audit. Okay. They, the, the revenue are checking those things. So some people are a bit peeved with their employer saying, this is really unfair. The but let, let's be clear, in, the, in that situation, the employer is the one that's going to be liable, not the, the yes. staff member who got the money. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't okay. change the, employer, the employee's position if, um, if they, were, they should or shouldn't have used the scheme. Hello, Niall. I'm just wondering, does my employer have to subsidise my wages on top of the 350 payment? No, nope. I don't. No, nope, absolutely not. There's nope. no obligation, nope. yeah. Um, nope. Okay, there's, there's, I can just, there's a litany of questions coming in here. This is not what I plan to do today. Uh, can you please ask him what tax is payable on two pay rises that the government... Oh, you had that. Oh, uh, yeah, he says, if we truly are in this together, then why can't the government take a PUP payment? Well, <laughs> but Leo Varadkar did suggest that NEF would go on a PUP payment. Maybe they wouldn't be making the same decisions they're making at the moment. Um, yeah, what, but I'm an equal opportunity. I think Leo should go on it with them if he's putting them on it. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah. But, but isn't that a problem, Niall, to be fair? It, I, don't we have an issue that the people who are making the decisions in the interest of the public health have to make the decisions, but it's never going to affect their income? Well, I, well I did say this, yes, Leon. You know, the biggest problem we have in relation to people you know, arguing with the government or challenging the government or challenging the effort, and I'm talking about the citizens, is that the majority of citizens are not affected by it financially or their futures are not affected because if you work as a public sector worker or you're unemployed or you're a pensioner, you're not really financially affected by all of this. But if you're private sector, you're decimated. Uh, Okay, Lewis says, what about self-employed regarding tax clearance certificates? Now, do you make anything of that question? What does he mean? Yeah, by no. So, so sometimes self-employed people need a tax clearance to say that their taxes are up to date. Taxi drivers um, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in order to be able to take on certain contracts and stuff. I, I my understanding, and I'm actually, I might have to tweet about this afterwards. And I'll, I'll tag you in on us. But my understanding is, is I don't think this is going to have an impact. Um, that you would you would fall foul of not being able to get a tax clearance cert, but I'm definitely going to have to check that one. That's a great question, actually. Isn't that what people always say when they don't know the answer? That was yeah. a great question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great question. I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll give you one more, because I, I could spend the whole day. They're just scrolling in here past me. Hi, Niall, can you ask, Owen, what happens if you were working in retail? The shop closed in March to July. I was on a PUP till I went back to back, changed jobs in September and have been working throughout uh, through the last two lockdowns. Yeah, so this is the beauty of it. The tax system will take all that into account. What happened to you for the entire year? Your magic date is the 15th of January. On the 15th of January, you should be able to look online and you should be able to check. If, you, if you're not registered at Ross, go and do it, the Revenue Online Service. If you're not ready, or, or the, my accounts one is the PAYE one. On the 15th of January, log in and you'll see what records revenue have for you for the entire year last year and it'll show you and this is a really important point it'll show you how much tax is due but it is also they've made it very simple they've pre-populated it to be able to let you do a tax return online and you put in stuff like your health expenses all the other things that you can claim back which is going to reduce down this bill if you owe a bill on the pub so people, the average person who does a tax return, and I'm talking about PAYE workers here. Not self-employed, yeah. Gets a, yeah, gets a refund of around a thousand euros. Yeah, so, see, people, people, by the way, to all the PAYE workers out there, people forget to do this. You can yeah. go on and, and claim expenses as such, medical yeah. expenses and stuff like that. And once it's to do with your work, uh, you yeah. can claim expenses and people don't do it. 
and they and the should. The big one this year, the big one this year is the working from home one. So, of course, yeah. For, so you, so if, if you're working, by the way, here's the thing, right? I just finally yeah. to ask you because I want to come to something else very quickly. But if you're working from home, can you claim as a self-employed person can claim, say, 25% of your electricity bill, 25% of your heating bill, 25% of your internet bill? Can you claim that back now? It's something that normally PAYE workers couldn't claim before. Uh, self-employed people do claim those sorts of things. Can you claim that now? There's two options. One option is, is that your boss gives you three euros and 20 cent a day for every day you work home tax free. Now, your boss has to agree to that. If your boss doesn't agree to that, the other option you have is to claim 10 percent, not 25 percent. You can go over 10 percent of your lights, your heat, all of that. You can go over 10 percent if you can justify it. But just expect revenue are going to really look through when you go over 10 percent. So 10 percent would be the standard of your light and heat bills. And actually, it was mentioned in the budget this year that there's a committee has been set up. To, to look at all of these options for working from home people, and broadband is one that's now being highlighted as well. So yes, you can claim it, and um, you can claim percentage of your 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 thing the PA, as a PAYE worker. And actually, if most people really got their head around this, even if they have a pup bill, a tax bill on their pup or on their wage subsidy they would do serious damage to it by doing a tax return. All right, well, look, Owen, I could spend all day reading out these questions. There's a heap of questions coming in about different stuff as well. Now, in relation to different stuff about, you know, people, you know, sorting out their credit card bills and moving their loans from one place to another, your TV show was amazing and people loved it. And you're back on TV again tonight. Yeah, Series 3, Episode 1 tonight. So this is a really, really, it's RTE 1 at half 8 tonight. Really, really lovely show. Um, we've, we've got a couple who live in Dublin, and they've had some hard times and they are coming to me now at a very interesting time in their life, very difficult time in their life. And it's a lovely story. And they're two really nice people, great kids, two really nice people. Tune in tonight at around, I'm sorry, not around, at half past eight, RTE one. And it's, this is number one of eight from series three. And, and with these programs, like the last ones as well, you know, couples around the country and people around the country can associate with the, with the couples and, and maybe have the same difficulties themselves. So you get some great tips of how you can manage your money and how you can reduce your bills and reduce your debt as well. And yeah. move, move your debt around to try and yeah. reduce it as well. Because a lot of people don't realise this, but if you're on a high interest rate on a particular loan, you can take that loan and move it to somewhere else with a lower interest rate for a period yeah. of time. So. Yeah, and I, I think that's the idea of the show now. What we try and do is we have eight episodes. Each episode follows a different person or a different couple. And what we try and do, we get a broad spectrum of society. We try and get someone from every pocket. It's like we said, we have a self-employed person in one of them. We have a couple today with something going on with their life. We've got people who are later on in the show. We, um, we have an episode about a couple who are coming on close on retirement and they just traded down. And how did that all work? So what we're trying to do is, is we want everyone to get something from every show, but there'll be one particular show or maybe even two that will really okay. resonate with you and you should watch them all. Okay, it's at half past eight, RT1. It's called How to Be Good with Money and it's back for the third season tonight. Oh, and best of luck with it. It's a great programme. I've watched Thanks, it time sir. and time again, all right? Listen, thank, thank you, you very much indeed, Owen. Appreciate you coming on the air. There you go, financial thanks. expert, Owen McGee, and it's on at half past eight, RT1 tonight. How to Be Good with Money and it teaches you and shows you that if you're in a financial situation that's difficult and you've got a lot of debt, and in other words, some people have more debt than they have earnings. You can sort that out. It's not the end of the world. You can move those loans around. If you're on a loan, for example, say for the sofa or whatever it is, or for the car, and the interest rate is way too high, and you feel like you're just paying interest constantly all the time, well, you can move that. You can get a loan from somewhere else on a short-term low interest rate, move it back, take that loan and clear off the other one and move it back, give you a little bit of breathing space for a time, you know, on a reduced payment. 
there's lots of ways out of getting yourself out of debt. A lot of easier ways, I mean, rather than filling the pockets of banks. All right, I know we'll explain all that later on in the television programme as well and show you how you can cut back, how you can save money and make life a little bit better for yourself. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.